This is the Action Network Podcast. On the way, and it is good. Welcome into the Action Network Podcast, where today we give you an update on the sports betting legalization landscape across the United States. The sports betting legalization update, Action Network Podcast. Your host today, Brendan Glasheen. Be sure to check us out on the pod later this week. We have Masters Best Bets, also a UFC 273 betting preview. Since the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act was repealed in 2018, American sports bettors have enjoyed a wave of sports betting legalization nationwide, and many states have legalized sports gambling in some form or fashion. Now, you may live in a state with online sports betting or in-person wagering, or perhaps you're still waiting on legalization to advance in your state. But to fill you in on where all 50 states currently stand, we do have an Action Network expert to take us quickly through it all. So if you want to get out your map and you want to check off each state as we go, there's a very strong possibility we end up mentioning all 50 states. It's my opportunity now to welcome in Action Network legal sports betting reporter Sam McQuillan, who came to us recently from, uh, from Bloomberg. Sam, great to have you joining us. It is a fun time of year, I think, to get an update on this because this calendar, this part of the calendar on the sports calendar with you know March Madness just coming to an end, Major League Baseball opening day, playoff races heating up in the NBA and the NHL. It is a really fun time of year. Thanks for coming on. I guess the best way to start is just your general outlook on where we stand on things with legal sports betting. First of all, thanks so much for having me on. Um, I'm really excited to talk about every state, some in high depth detail, mostly places that have already legalized and, you know, other places where it's close, maybe they can get sports betting. So it's definitely an exciting time, not only in the sports calendar, but also in the legislative calendar for all these uh, general assemblies in these states, which are sort of some of them up against the wall, trying to figure out if they will or won't pass sports betting in their session. So we'll go through a variety of topics. And like Sam just mentioned, we will probably touch on states that do have legalization at the moment and how that is going. We'll also get to the pre-launch stage for certain states, like where they may stand and how a pre-launch situation looks. If a state is indeed set to legalize sports betting, what that process is like, the legislative stage. And then we can also discuss the Um, in-person only perspectives as well. But we want to start, we're going to start with the fully online landscape. Online and in-person betting is available also fully offline, where we are still trying to figure out where the progress is at with getting legal sports betting um, fully offline. So in which states, we'll, we'll start naming off states here as we go through this discussion on the Action Network podcast. So Sam, in which states are gamblers currently enjoying online sports betting it's a huge turn from last year and two years ago and even going back to when PASPA was repealed we now have 20 states where online sports betting is legal um, most of them retail as well except for one uh, as well as Washington DC so we've got Nevada obviously the first one to ever do sports betting Uh, New Jersey Pennsylvania New York Illinois Michigan Virginia Colorado Indiana West Virginia Rhode Island Iowa, Arizona, Oregon, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Louisiana, except it's parish by parish in Louisiana, 
Tennessee, Wyoming, Arkansas, and Washington, D.C., uh, where uh, sports betting is fully online. How about states that are not making much progress, that are fully offline right now? Yeah, if you live in any of these uh, states, you're probably not going to see sports betting this year, next year. Some, maybe not at all. Um, the biggest is Utah, historically opposed to gambling in any forms. I don't even think they have like scratch-off lotteries there. So probably never, ever going to get sports betting in Utah. Idaho as well, you can put in there. Uh, Texas has been very resistant. They've tried a couple of bills in the past, but they've all failed and not really progressed much. Alaska, South Carolina, Hawaii are all in there as well. Um, and some news out of Georgia today, they'll be joining that list after um, some bills this session failed. It looks like they won't get it done anytime soon. Wisconsin, there's been really no bills considered by any of the legislatures. They're not going to go online anytime soon. Uh, but good news is uh, earlier this year, the governor uh, reached an agreement with one of the state's tribes. Um, Wisconsin's one of those states, again, where um, you need tribal approval to really change anything in your gaming law, including sports betting. Um, but yeah, the governor has agreed with one tribe to update their gaming compact where they can begin offering retail sports betting. Uh, by the end of the year, I think the tribe has uh, stated they want to open their book. Good news for those who live in Milwaukee. There's a downtown casino over there, uh, which would serve a lot of the state's residents, Wisconsin, again, similar to those states like Maine and Massachusetts, where you need sort of uh, tribal approval um, to update anything in your uh, gaming bills. Um, you know, Maine and Massachusetts are kind of running into that line where how much control do we want to give to them, which unfortunately in those states could ultimately uh, derail ultimate passage. Um, but yeah, that's where we stand, at least at least in Wisconsin, there's been movement. There is a glimmer of hope with Texas, right? Possibly next calendar year, 2023. Yeah, you could call it a glimmer of hope, but I've also been hearing that the past couple of years, like, oh yeah, maybe, well, you know, we got close towards it this year, closer than we did last year, maybe next year. I'm not as bullish on Texas as most people. I think eventually they'll get it done. But the, the fact that the legislature has been considering bills steadily for the past couple of years and which have sort of been moving forward a little bit, it, it's a good sign, but they'll probably take it back up again next year, but it could run into some of the same issues um, which prevented it from passing this year. So I wouldn't hold my breath on Texas. With that all being said, we mentioned off the top, there are many states now at this stage that are enjoying sports betting from a legal standpoint. And then we're not going to spend too much time here on this episode discussing the likes of Utah or Idaho. And we, like we just talked about, we gave Texas a minute there. So let's, let's move on to now that, that leaves a pool of states that are sort of in that in between 50, 50 range to get legal sports betting in their state. So moving on, uh, what what states can we identify, Sam, that are moving towards in-person only, where betting can be permitted at brick-and-motor locations only? So there's a few states where betting is already legal, but it's not legal online yet. Um, right. the, the most interesting is probably Maryland, where voters actually legalized sports betting the same time they did in Colorado and Louisiana in 2020. Both those states have gone up fully with retail and online sports betting operations. Um, there's sort of a period after something gets legalized, you know, via a ballot referendum where the voters pick, they say they want sports betting. Uh, sometimes it requires legislatures to go back and say, okay, well, now we have to pass a bill to see exactly how this whole thing is going to work, you know, who's going to regulate it. 
what's the tax rate? You know, when does it start? Um, so Colorado and Louisiana were really good at that. They finished all that. Maryland, they've launched retail, but they've really lagged on the online betting portion. You know, they've been saying for the past, you know, year and a half, we're, you know, we're working on it, we're working on it. That they're hopeful for uh, an online launch by NFL season. I'm not sure how realistic that is, given the fact that, you know, not much progress has been made. Uh, Maryland, I'd probably say, you know, expect online, you know, mid to late football season, you know, possibly early 2023 is when you'll have all the, the DraftKings and FanDuel's and the rest of those apps go live there. Ohio is interesting too, because, you know, they've launched retail. Uh, they're also, you know, in that period where they have to approve all the online stuff. They've made a lot more progress than Maryland in a, in a much shorter time. There's a clause in their law, which says online sports betting has to go live by 2023. I think it's January 1st of that month. So the first day, which is interesting because you don't really see that in every other state law, like in Maryland, for example, they've sort of said, we're going to give the uh, regulators time to figure things out. But in Ohio, it looks like things are moving along and we will get that launched by 2023, maybe a little earlier. And then the other is Nebraska where they have retail sports betting, but they don't have online yet. Not much progress made there. A few states, North Carolina, South Dakota, um, are also in person, Mississippi as well. North Carolina could take up a bill um, in a few months when their legislature starts to expand online, but that wouldn't come for uh, at least a year, maybe two years. Um, and then South Dakota during their session, which I, I think just ended, um, they considered a bill to expand retail beyond just Deadwood Casinos, um, which is a, a historic gambling place in South Dakota, um, to expand it to online, but that bill failed. So probably won't see any online sports betting in South Dakota for a while. Um, so yeah, a bunch of those states, you know, have retail, um, are, think, are about to launch online, um, and some are just sticking with retail for now. I think my count there is about, just about 20% of our country has in-person, but possibly some, as you rattled off, are on the verge of going fully online, as well as having in-person legal sports betting in their state, about 20%. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot of progress, um, like I said before, since last year and even the year before, where it's like the majority of the country is really moving close towards legalizing. So here's, here's, here's where we get to the good stuff, folks. And again, we're on the Action Network podcast. We're getting a sports betting, a legal sports betting update from Sam McQuillan. He is our newest member to the Action Network, our Action Network legal sports betting reporter. He came over from Bloomberg. He does a great job for us. So follow his work over on the Action Network. He's giving us an update. And like I said, we're probably going to mention every state. So, you know, stay very close to your mobile device or wherever you get our podcast on the Action Network podcast and listen closely because now we get to the good stuff where we're trying to identify which states are moving closer to the pre-launch phase in legal sports betting. The state might have it legalized, but uh, they have to still go through, jump through some hoops, right, Sam, to get in person, and then likely after in person, you get the fully online. So, talk to us about that a little bit. There's a bunch of them currently weighing bills. Um, it's really an interesting time of year. You said before in the sports calendar, but it's also really interesting um, for lawmakers as well. Um, most states they have their legislative sessions end um, either this month, next month. There's about like seven, which seven to nine, which are getting really close to. Um, you know, finally passing a bill and making it so sports betting will be legal. There, there's like three regions which are really interesting to look at right now. There's the Midwest, which seems to be moving the quickest out of the three. They've got sessions that end, um, you know, some in a few days, uh, some at the end of next month. Um, and then there's the uh, the Northeast, where 
it seems like there's some traction on some bills and some things getting caught up. Um, and then there is the South as well, the Southeast, um, namely Georgia and Alabama, where it looks like they got a little closer than they did in previous sessions, but it looks like they probably won't get any deals done. Um, so the states that are closest right now, um, I'd probably say Kansas is the, the surest bet to be the next state to legalize. Um, the Senate just passed a or the, the House, rather, just passed a bill that would legalize sports betting. Um, and it, they had to clear sort of this hurdle where the House and Senate came together because they had two competing versions um, where they wanted to agree on what's the tax rate going to be? Are we going to allow um, sports books to write off promotional bets from their taxes? Um, th there was some disagreement on whether they would allow um, betting on dog racing, which ultimately looks like it's not going to be included. Um, no online lottery tickets. Um, but the uh, the Senate now has to come back. Um, they're in sort of this period where lawmakers adjourn for a while, then come back for a session where they can override veto votes from the governor, but they can also um, put in like the last step to legalize a bill. So the Senate now, after the House has passed it last week, um, looks like it's, it's poised to pass sports betting, um, which um, it's interesting because you hear a lot through the process, lawmakers are, are saying, we want to be the first state to do this this session. It's a big priority for them, um, which runs it up against another state, their border state, Missouri, where the Senate there has also passed a bill a few weeks ago that would allow um, online and retail sports betting um, through the casinos and pro sports teams. And it's been, it, it's been really funny to hear sort of lawmakers go back and forth um, during their own session saying we want to beat Kansas or we want to beat Missouri. We want to be the first to legalize this. Um, both states, it looks like they're going to legalize with a lower tax rate, which is good for the sports books. Uh, one could say that's good for the betters because um, less of the tax will be passed down. Um, so Kansas and Missouri look like they're, they're the next up sort of um, to pass sports betting. Then you go into the rest of the Midwest where you've got Kentucky where the House has passed a bill. Uh, it also needs a final vote from the Senate. Um, Kentucky is interesting. It looked sort of like a long shot when the bill was first introduced this session, but now it, there's a lot more hope. The Senate has promised to take it up before they um, end things or end their session on um, uh, April 15th. So that's one more step in each of those states. They just need their Senates to you know, pass a bill and it could go forward. Uh, Kentucky, um, some lawmakers were talking about it's the single most important bipartisan issue uh, that they've got feedback from their constituents, this overwhelming number of lawmakers saying, yeah, you know, we get emails every day about issues on bills. And this is the one we get a, a ton of emails about, which wow. is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting because um, there's so many other issues in the world right now. Right. Or and, and in the states in general, especially in the Midwest. Um, but it seems like everyone is in agreement just. I'm sure our listeners can agree, like, when can I get sports betting, just putting pressure on their lawmakers. So that's been a, a cool thing to see sort of in Kentucky, where it's the people pushing the lawmakers, which I guess their job is sort of they have to work for the uh, the constituents. Um, so they're close as well. Uh, Minnesota is also uh, getting a lot closer. Um, the bill there has sort of um, it, it's gone through about like five committees, which is the most I've ever seen that a bill has to go through, um, but it's a good sign that it's moving through all those committees. Their session ends in May. Really interesting situation there is in the past, uh, the tribes weren't on board. Um, and, you know, a lot of states that have tribal, uh, Native American tribes have 
sort of jurisdiction over most forms of betting and gaming. So they have to update their kind of compact with the tribes. Um, and in Minnesota, the, the tribes are finally on board because this bill would give them 100% control of sports betting online and retail. Um, so that could be the thing that finally gets it forward. Uh, but the interesting thing is that now lawmakers are sort of looking at the proposal and saying, do we want to give them 100% control? There's a charitable gaming community in Minnesota, which gets taxed at a much higher rate than the tribes. Um, and so there's been some concern. Do we want to lower their tax rate in this bill for um, their regular gaming activities? That could possibly hold it up. But it, it's kind of ironic. The thing that finally gets this bill you know, moving towards a final passage is the same thing that is now giving lawmakers pause. Do we want to give them a monopoly on gaming, which is something we really see the control battle, right? We really see that in states. Um, who do we want to give control to this? Some states do the lottery, some states do the tribe, some states do a mixture of both. And there's a lot of dollars at stake here. So everyone, you know, can get really concerned about who we're ultimately giving that control to. Yeah, looking up and down at some of these states that are in the legislative stage, it is pretty fascinating, like you said, to figure out how each state has certain loopholes to jump through. And there are, like you said, like the, the, the time on the calendar, some states have by a date mid-April. Some have a date mid-May where they have to have some sort of pass. It's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and like reading on, you brought up Kansas. There's the Kansas casinos are in support of sports betting, but they're also not in support of the tax. So there's just that little thing that needs to be tweaked when it comes yep. to the, the the government decision as well as the folks that are presenting the sports betting bill. Um, you have a situation, uh, like you mentioned, in Kentucky, where there's just very like minute things that have to be checked off before they take the next steps. Um, once again, we've got Sam McQuillan joining us on the Action Network podcast. He is our newest legal sports betting reporter at the Action Network, giving us an update on the legalization of sports betting across the country. So your state will likely be mentioned. So we go through those states. And by the way, I'm also referencing uh, Dara Ravel has a nice write-up on the Action Network uh, website, actionnetwork.com, that is monitoring uh, projections for each state and where we might, and it's very, it's very similar to what Sam is mentioning here on the, on the episode, but let's go to a, to like more specific as if we haven't been specific enough uh, during this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can always get more specific with you, man. So like explain, explain to our listeners and, and to me, cause I'm, I'm interested too. So like Tennessee, for example, right? Like Tennessee is the state that has full legal online betting, but they don't have in person. So why can they get away with that in that case? In Tennessee, they weren't as far along as the other states with having other forms of gambling where they could just, you know, legalize sports betting, slap a sticker on it and say, OK, now this uh, gaming commission that has been doing lottery and, uh, you know, casino regulation, they can now just jump over and do sports betting. They had to create a whole commission for that. Um, so it was a lot easier for them. Um, I honestly, I have to tip my hat, hat to them instead of just saying, OK, we're going to launch retail and do retail only first, see how that goes which is what some states have done. Um, they said, okay, we're going to go online. That's where the money's at. You know, 86% of the bets people place legally in jurisdictions where retail and online options are available come from online. So that's where all the money is coming from. They were smart to see. Um, so they said, you know, screw it. We'll go ahead. We'll do online. And it's worked really well for them. They're outpacing Virginia, um, which does retail and online. I think the argument that sort of legalizing online and giving people the option to bet from their phones 
will prevent people from traveling to casinos and placing bets in person has kind of been defeated at this point. Um, you see, they're just, people are going to bet no matter what you give them more options, betting will go up. So in Tennessee, they went with a better option um, and they're, they're getting the good fruits from it. it. It's been good there in Tennessee. Tennessee, the only state that makes the operators return a 10% hold. It took about 18 months roughly to launch. And uh, like Sam mentioned, yeah. they've had some, some success. Yeah. And 18 months seems like a long time. It, it, it is a long time, but it's not as long as what's going on in Maryland where they already, they first they had to do retail and now they're doing online. So again, you got to tip their tip your hat to them. If you're going to take a long time, you might as well get it right and get online up and running. I'm sure folks, especially folks that are in states that don't have legal sports betting, they want to know, and we've kind of discussed that based on what we've talked about so far. They want to know what's working, what isn't working, okay, like in states that have it. So if I'm someone who lives in a state that doesn't have it, so I'm in Massachusetts, so I can relate. So I'm like, okay, well, how are those folks doing? So where is sports betting best serving states and where is it best serving the better, the sports better? From a revenue perspective, yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, you, you know, to that point, and to your point on Massachusetts, Massachusetts is one of those states where they need the tribes to fully get on board before they do anything. They have to update their gaming compact, and that's been one of the main roadblocks there. Been one of the main roadblocks in other states. I think in Massachusetts right now they're considering legalizing, but the governor wants to pass a more limited version of tribal gaming rights expansions as opposed to what the legislature is considering so that could derail the whole thing that's you know that's one big thing is the what your constitution says what your laws say um we, we saw that in florida they had to update their gaming compact in order um, which takes negotiation between um, the tribes which are you know under federal regulation in the state so it makes it even more complicated and florida they ended up changing the compact and everything and now it's it's struck down and by a court that alleged that they can't give a monopoly to this one tribe so it's very complicated state to state uh the states where it's working really well are some of the ones that passed it early you know very early on new jersey pennsylvania they're sort of middle of the road tax rates early on people were saying oh maybe that'll you know be passed down to the customer prevent people from betting um, but you're seeing you're just seeing great you know returns in those states so those arguments of sort of been defeated from that standpoint. Um, but with respect to what's, what's working well, what's not working well, you know, some states um, where they pass monopolies, I'll talk about DC since that's where I'm in right now. Um, the lottery has 100% control on sports betting in DC, um, which they contracted with this one mobile app, which has been really, really bad. Um, it's, it's very buggy. It went down during the Super Bowl. You know, people complain about not being able to withdraw fast enough, not being able to deposit fast enough. You see some jurisdictions like DC where there's those monopolies and there's only one provider in town. It's not the best experience for the sports better because they don't have anywhere else to go and shop for better lines. You know, DC's app is most of the lines are minus 115, minus 120 on both sides of a bet, which scratches your head. It's like, if, if it's not good odds on both sides, what am I going to take and where else can I go? There's a few more in-person options in DC, but if you're betting online, you want that convenience of being able to shop around. Who is doing it right? The jurisdictions I'd say that are doing it best are like New York, where you have a ton of operators coming in, um, people competing for the online market there. Now, New York is a little, a little bit of a special circumstance because they have this really high tax on sports betting. It pretty much takes half of the, pro, half of the revenue that the, the books get, um, which a lot of states are hesitant to pass because that could deter you know, multiple operators from coming in. 
New York, that's not the case because New York is New York. It has a huge market. Um, but what you're seeing there is now just all these promotions, people using all these, you know, just betting a ton. And there's sort of that question of how much is, of that is actually money people are wagering for and how sustainable is it long term if the promotions aren't going to last. Right. Um, but definitely states where it's, it's competitive. There's a lot of operators where the tax rate is relatively low, which makes New York sort of an outlier. I'd say those are probably the jurisdictions where it's, it's working the best. Um, so yeah, you'd love to see more states sort of copy those models um, as opposed to going to sort of this monopoly um, where you give one online sports book um, the keys to the, the keys to the whole operation and it results in worse lines for betters um, and issues with the apps. And generally speaking, what states are, are cleaning up? Like what, what states are doing well, like from a revenue standpoint with their, their legal sports betting? Yeah, New Jersey's cleaning up, uh, Pennsylvania's cleaning up, Illinois is cleaning up, uh, Michigan's doing great, um, Colorado is, is doing okay. Um, you, you see some jurisdictions where there's a ton of a ton being bet, but that's not exactly translating to um, to great revenue for the state. Uh, you can look at places like Colorado, Virginia for that, Michigan. Um, those are places where baked into the law, there's sort of this uh, provision which lets sports books deduct 100% of their revenue that's tied to promotional bets. So that's like, um, you know, bet, you know, place, get a, a free deposit up to $3,000 with your first match or whatever, like we saw in Caesars with New York. Um, New York, um, interestingly enough, is not one of those places where sports books can deduct um, all, the, all that money. That's, um, that could change soon. Um, it's being talked about in budget negotiations right now. But um, yeah, you see some states where that's really affecting the actual revenue they're getting, where lawmakers are going back to the table, they're saying, wait, we had all this bet and we beat out all these states in terms of handle, but yet we're making less money than our neighbor. What's going on here? So in Virginia, they considered a bill that would sunset that sort of um, perk for operators where they can deduct it after a few years where maybe those promotions won't be coming in as heavy. Operators come in, they try to sell them as, hey, we need this, we need to give as many promotions as possible. Um, and this helps us do that. Uh, Colorado, they're examining it. Once again, maybe we should sunset this, get rid of this promo long-term to sort of make our money work better for us in the long-term. Okay, very nice. Good stuff. Once again, we've got Sam McQuillan joining us, our newest Action Network legal sports betting reporter. Get you out on this. What is your, and you've kind of hinted at this through some of the discussion yeah. on each state, but your overall point of view on legalization. If you were a state legislator in an offline state, we rattled some off. What are some examples, some information that uh, you could point to to build a case for a certain state that does not have legal sports betting to make a case to legalize and get it there? Well, the best argument uh, you hear is defeating the online, the the black market, the online black market, um, where you have all these you know sports books that are like it's like bet.com or whatever people people can bet on them they're illegal illegally they're not getting taxed so the the best um you know the best argument there is hey it's already going on you know um people are betting we might as well get tax money from it um that can run into sort of the argument where you know we just because things are illegal doesn't mean we should legalize them but then you can look to well other states are already doing this our neighbors um a lot of places like massachusetts for example ton of people go over i think it was 23 percent of bets made in New Hampshire um, during the Super Bowl came from Massachusetts, um, according to one report. 
Um, so that's a great argument too, is, hey, you know, we're, our people want to do it. They're going over to other states to do it. We might as well legalize it. Um, you always run into the argument, well, we don't want to legalize something where, you know, we could create more problems from people, giving people more access um, to get to gambling, which at the end of the day is an, can be an addictive thing that affects a lot of people. Um, but the counter argument to that is um, those people were likely already doing it on the black market or in other states to begin with. Now we can actually pass a bill which directs revenue from the actual activity to some of these problem gambling, addiction treatment things. So we can actually start addressing this issue instead of sort of pretending like it doesn't exist. Um, the, the argument that is sort of not really the best one, which you still see lawmakers sort of tout out there is we're going to bring a ton of revenue into our state. At the end of the day, sports betting, it, it brings in a lot of tax revenue for a state, but compared to their overall budget and other things they get revenue from, it's really a drop in the bucket. Um, like, you know, $100 million, $200 million, even $600 million, that's not really that much for a state's, uh, a state legislature, their budget. Um, so it, it's good to get more revenue in, but that shouldn't be the main reason where you're saying, you know, this is going to save our economy or something like that. So that's where we stand in 2022 as it pertains to the legal sports betting landscape. Stan, before we close, what can you, where can people find you? Like what's the latest you have coming for us on the Action Network that can keep folks, especially folks that are just dying to know if their state is getting any closer to legalization? What can you tease for us that you might have coming up for us in terms of your reporting? Yeah, so I'm right. I'm really, you know, I've been working hard with all these states that are working hard to pass stuff um, to provide up to the minute stuff on the latest developments. You can find that at the actionnetwork.com under, um, you know, legal, legal news, latest online legal news. You can also find me on Twitter at Sam underscore McQuill. That's S A M underscore M C Q U I L L. I'm often tweeting about, um, you know, small little developments, you know, this lawmaker said this, so that gives us a better hope of passing by this state. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep up with any of my stuff there, um, that would be great. Interact with me, tweet at me, ask me questions. So I have to research and figure out stuff on my own. It'll really help my reporting. Um, a few articles in the works this week, you know, one coming out comparing the situation in Missouri to Kansas, how those lawmakers are kind of, which I talked about before, pushing each other to do it first. Uh, which is really interesting. Um, so yeah, all my work on the actionnetwork.com and find me on Twitter. Very brave of you to invite that to your <laughs> platform, but that's okay. But just remember everybody, Sam McQuillan, Action Network legal sports betting reporter. He is most of the time, I'm speaking for him for a second, he's the messenger here, okay? He's not making the call, he's the messenger, he's reporting. Sam, great stuff. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Had a great time. Be sure to join us later this week on the Action Network podcast. We have Masters Best Bets ahead of Thursday. And then also coming to you at the end of the week before the weekend, we have a UFC 273 betting preview all coming up on the Action Network podcast. Thanks for tuning into the sports betting legalization update for Sam McQuillan, your host today, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope to get another update from Sam and company very soon. And we'll join you next time on the Action Network podcast.